My name is Alexander Krause. Alex for short, A for two short. Welcome to Big Tall Boys. Big Tall Boys make the world go round. That's right, it's a podcast. What more could you possibly ask for? Really? Truly, what more do you want from me? <laughs> the promise of clicking on this podcast is being fulfilled through me talking and you listening. I've held up my end of the bargain, unless... Hold on. Are you listening? If you aren't listening, then boy, do I have egg on my face. Creating this podcast and being left in the like by people who couldn't even bother to show up. Rude. That's what I say, rude. You know who else didn't show up? God. Yeah, I don't mean to get political, but when has God ever shown up in your lowest moments? I'm talking hockey match bottom of the ninth. I'm talking soccer game two points out from the yard line. I'm talking birthing room July 16th, wife pushing one out while you watch rowing under par. God never saved a backswing, never served a ball, never caught nothing in no mid. And if God's not going to be there for your lowest sporting moments, then what are they there for? Burning bushes? The thing we tell our citizens not to do? Splitting babies? The thing we tell our citizens not to do? Spreading plagues? The thing we briefly tell our citizens not to do before the money stops rolling in? You should be ashamed of yourself, God. Anyway, this is Big Tall Boys. It's a podcast in the traditional sense, that being audio. This week we're doing something special. Very special. Kind of too special, like when you get the fried rice that's more prawn than rice. That's right. This week's episode is... Sclifted! Yeah, it is. And I know what you might be saying. Alex, the fact that I couldn't tell shows how well you can capture the tone of your podcast and are a writing prodigy. And to both responses, I say fuck off. Oh, I skipped something. <laughs> fuck. Alex, the fact that I couldn't tell is either in- indicative of your lack of writing chops or Alex, the fact that I could tell shows how well you can capture the tone of your podcast and are a writing prodigy. <laughs> Resources, I say, fuck off. I don't need your psychoanalysis to be validated. I'm writing this episode not to prove something to any of you. I'm writing this episode to truly, once and for all, show that I have very little else going on. Wow, you will say. How is it that Alex finds the time to write an entire podcast episode? He must really lack friends, recreation activities, and motivations in his life that bring him fulfillment. Yeah, yeah, that is all true. Here's something neat about this episode. I'm not editing editing the script. It is one stretch of stream of consciousness writing uninterrupted. So in a way, it will naturally feel like the podcast stream of consciousness bullshit because, yeah, fuck. Uh, what is what is the difference? Shit. This kind of sounds like I'm doing the same thing because I'm just typing instead of talking and presenting in the fuck. Hang on. I'm sure there's something I can do here that is more than I usually do week to week. Hmm. Listeners of the show. Long-time listeners may recall an episode released near the beginning of this podcast tenure in which I wrote a script for a text-to-speech robot to read, and what we discovered there was two things. One, no matter how much you think you have written, you've only ever written nine minutes of content. And two, playing with the robot is fun. So maybe, in turn, to spruce up this episode, I should be playing with this robot, this dingus, this absolute buffoon who's reading this right now and stumbling over every second splurred. See, I did that. I'm in control. I can make this idiot do and say whatever I wish them to do. And beyond time hijinks, there's little for them to actually do about it. So perhaps that will be a running thread for the episode. But really, what would an episode of the show be without a culmination of far too many conceits being jam-packed into one podcast? That's right. We're doing life hacks. Yeah. Yeah, I am. Life hacks are fun, right? Because you condense down the human experience to singular problems that when solved will improve one's life. 
Oh, what it would mean for me if when I dropped my toast, it fell butter side up. Oh, what a world in which I could live in when opening a door, I always knew whether it would be push nor pull. Holy fuck, is my glass half full? I can cure the blight of society, the hiccups. Life hacks bring joy to an otherwise cruel world. And in that cruelty, we've accepted inconvenience. We've accepted mundaneity. We've accepted butter not consistently spread. And you know what? Yeah, I did go back to the Butterwell, the Toast Bank, because here's the truth that no one, none of us are ready to hear. Most of life is butter. Most of toast is life. Yeah, yeah, it is. And solving problems centered on this breakfast combination is actually how most higher-order thinkers find tranquility. So to begin my dissection of 10 life hacks, yes, 10, classic counter number 10 to 1, we shall begin with what that which is most prominent in our lives, tying off the end of our bread back. Scientists for generations have spent countless dollars and hours and minutes trying to solve the burden we're getting this bag closed. Dr. Plastic thought they had it solved with their squirrelish peg thing, but they did not foresee that my roommate would disregard this device and leave the bread to stale before thy eyes. For Dr. Plastic was born a lonely man. Dr. Ty thought they had bested them, wrapping the bag itself betwixt itself to form a closed seal. But Dr. Ty did not foresee their own strength would be their Achilles, for their hubris let them tie off with such vigor that now reopening the bag would require aid that very roommate Dr. Plastic had once yelled at, in tying the knot lest you rip through the bag. And finally, Dr. Breadboxed, the oldest and most attractive of the lot, their medical license as accredited as their V-card, hole punched by each lover like factory workers lining up after railway work. Dr. Breadbox was a sleek, elegant solution to the bread staleness catastrophe, burdened only by comparisons of size, of things being larger or smaller. In turn, the concept of bread boxes became more powerful than bread boxes themselves, and in turn, the bread box vanished. For we did not treat it with respect, and so my first life hack is simply this. Buy a bread box! Yeah, there's actually a super simple solution to this that no one seems to buy anymore. Go buy a bread box! Life hack over! Number two! Yeah, we're moving on. My fingers are getting tired and this jackass is probably too. Giant meat puppet, that's who they are. This actually kind of reminds me of Severance, where there's a strange disconnect between the outies and the innies. Like, I don't know if I could have viewed the Severance version of myself as somebody else. I can't call them a piece of shit. They're me, essentially. Except I suppose in this example, this other version of myself has zero autonomy. They must read everything I write. Fuck, did I make something more messed up than Severance? You know what? In the interest of coming across as a good person, I'm going to let present me say something. Yeah, no holds barred, no restrictions. You can say whatever you want to say, all right? I'll even lead you in. Now presenting what you've all been waiting for, the king of improv, the master of talking, the podcaster, the most A-caster, except I suppose, suppose James, Alexander Kraus. It's interesting how many... Numbers have been adopted by the Nazi movement. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Okay. So becoming real obvious why I decided to write this episode. Fucking hell. Anyway, life hack number nine, still counting down. So far, we've talked solving the issue of stale bread, and we're going to follow that energy with another banger. Off milk. Yeah, another part of a balanced breakfast. A lot of people out there, I'm talking to them, out there on the street, chatting, and they're dragging on my ankle like a child, screaming, solve the milk dilemma! Solve the milk dilemma! Please, Alex, use your platform for good and fix this. So here, finally, I'm going to prove, provide the solution which I have been withholding for potential monetary reasons for years. 
Similarly to those people who don't disclose life-threatening information to bring the book years later that can sell like wildfire, I've had the solution to the milk dilemma and will now release it to ex- to acclaim, uh, exclaim, a media junket potential. Now, we all know that milk goes bad. Leave it out in the sun, bad. Out on a bench, bad. Out, bad. So what is there to do? What if we, and stay with me here, leave it in? That's right. I'm talking refrigeration. Sealed, sealed by professional, cold, delicious, cottoned, or canned milk. If you want it fresh, there's nothing more fresh than refrigeration. Freezer? A step too far. Oven? No! And guess what? This works for a whole manner of things. Skim milk, oat milk, soy milk. A fridge is milk's second best friend, second only to a child's smile. Life hack over. Too complete. And I know what you're thinking at this point. Alex, it seems like these life hacks are very much to do with storage of food items. And here's the thing. If that's the bit I'm going to commit to, it's going to be mighty hard to keep up for 10 life hacks. So, so if I was going to do that, then I'm really digging myself a hole here. Wait. Yes. Fuck. Number three. Real quick to this one. Have you ever wanted to hide something? Bodies or parts of bodies or smaller parts of bodies that fell off that body? Well, guess what? There is a solution. Forests? No, they're routinely inspected by rangers. Acid barrels? No, they're routinely inspected by Donkey Kong. Inside of a larger body sounds good, but where do the organs go? These people aren't cremated. There's innards in there. So my solution, and say it with me now, holes, big holes, big holes, big holes. Throw those bodies down in there and let them roll, baby. And you may be asking how a hole will conceal a corpse. Well, guess what? Holes are only temporary. Dirt is forever. You can sweep that over with the side of your shoe, baby. And then what are they going to do? Dig? Fuck. Fuck. Holy shit. Holy shit, they could dig. Hang on a second. Hang on. Hey, Hank. Yeah, we got a problem. You know that situation I said I took care of while there's, well, let's just say they're swimming in shallow water. Dirt water and shovels are coming. I know, I know. I said I was a professional, but in truth, I wanted to impress you. Wait, what? You were trying to impress me too? But you said you were the best assassin this side of the railway. I should have known you didn't know what you were talking about when you said this side of the railway, actually. (laughs) That should have been a dead giveaway, you're right. Wait, but... So you didn't kill them? You just said that you did to not feel embarrassed for chickening out? Then what did I bury? Corn? Fuck! That was for the broth, Hank! Without that corn, everyone's gonna be real upset! No, you're right, I can't say mad at you. I can't hold anger in my body. And you've gotta stop using that against me, Hank! If I could sustain an emotion, I'd be fucking pissed with your manipulation of that trait, Hank! Anyway, gotta go, Hank. Recording a sode. Ep. Episode. Because it's shorter and cooler to say. Well, once it catches on, people won't ask as much what I mean and the explanation won't take more time than the time I save shortening the word. Say hi to your mother for me. Then bye. I apologize for not making the service. God rest her soul. Okay, bye. Kisses. Anyway, sorry about that. Super unprofessional way to take a call like that. I hope you sticked it out through the interruption. Now, let's continue to talk about life hacks. What are we up to? I want to say seven. Well, a little left to go. <laughs> what have we discussed so far? Bread boxes, refrigerators, holes. All good life hacks, but what's really plaguing society? What's really happening every day? What's stopping you from being, from moving? That's right. It's your feet. 
Do they feel sluggish? Are you sick and tired of them being dragged down by ankles? Connected to your calves? Don't you just wish that they could be free? <laughs> that they could really run? Insert another rhetorical question here. Well, boy, is this life hack going to help you out? It's called reverse phantom limb syndrome. Get all of the benefits of a foot without feeling like you have one. Our scientists use highly illegal pin and needle technology to make your feet feel like they aren't there. What are the benefits? Well, our marketers are working on that day and night, trying as they might to make this appealing. And their first step was to reach out to podcasters for product placements. And the best I could manage is saying that it makes your feet free. I don't know feet strike. I don't know how I can sell this. Okay. I said I could, but it's really difficult trying to get people excited about something that I, I mean, to me, will make you fall down. I think if I couldn't feel my feet, I wouldn't be able to stand, let alone walk. But in the interest of receiving a paycheck, I've been using Feedstrike for four years, and each year is another step forward from the last. What has Feedstrike done to improve the user experience? Less Bluto. Yes, we've heard your cries, your calls that Feedstrike is causing feet to think they are dead, and in turn having them off themselves through what we call Bluto. And our solution? Soul bonding. We've soul bonded your feet with your hands, so if they do decide to kill themselves, they'll be taking casualties. Holy shit! What the fuck am I reading? How is this all a good idea? And sure, yes, we have lost a few good hands, but the benefits outweigh the negatives eventually, probably. So if you're interested, jump the counter, your general practitioner, and steal one of our flyers, which they refuse to put out. Then, mark the top of your door in goat's blood, we will find you. Feed strike, take the foot, keep the soul. Wow. And you thought improvised episodes of the show were insane. Now, you're really learning who I am as a person. Where previously I could excuse the spontaneity of improvisation, now you're witnessing my true insanity through pre-prepared dialogue. I'm a broken clock, never write no time of day, forever burdened with inadequacy. I'm nothing, broken, small, and you listen as if my spiraling motion is that of a pinwheel and not that of a burning ring of fire, which Johnny Cash once spoke, the prophet. Johnny Cash, those flames only grew higher. They burn, burn, burn. That ring of fire, that ring of fire. Number six, let's do it. We've talked bread. We've talked milk. We've talked corpse. And we've talked foot. Now, what you've all been waiting for. Rounding off the first half of this list and the first, I don't know, half hour of writing this script nonstop is, of course has to do with what everyone is always thinking about. And say it with me now, hats that say they are one size fits all, but are too small and in turn make you feel self-conscious about your head size and shape. Let me paint you a picture. Bell rings at school. The teacher tries to keep you all back to set holiday homework, but you're already out the door. Spilling into the halls and squeaking your way right out into the lovely fresh air. Satchel at your side, you sprint through the tree-lined streets. Skirting every corner so fast that pretty dresses flail up and business people clutch their briefcases. You screech your kicks to a stop with little adorable smoke trails and turn to the window display beside you. You've reached it. The town millinery. You go inside. The place is packed. Everyone buying hats. It's like a meat market in there, but more civilized. Beside you, you see the cool kids from school. Boy! If only you could sit at their table and drink their fresh milk cartons. But no, you have never proved yourself. But you see it before you. A hat stand. Atop it, a trilby. So trilby it makes you thrilled by. So trilled by... So trilled by date on this... No, 
Sir Trillby, it makes you thrilled by. No Trillby date on this hat. It's always in season. <laughs> you know you shouldn't partake, but you can't resist. You put your grumpy little hands onto the brim and place the hat down on top your skull and to your opposite of amusement. Bemusement? The hat does not go down. No. It remains atop the crown. Kids begin to laugh. Hat aficionados too. Soon even the millinery man is laughing. They should be scolding you, but instead they can't hold it back. They've gone full blue album on your ass, wheezing. What is a boy to do? If only there was a solution. But wait! There by your side stands I. Attractive, cool, chill, dare I say gauche. And I hand you exactly what you need. A thin elastic strap. That's right. It's a chin strap. Attaching this bad boy to the side of the hat and bringing it down to your chin allows the hat to remain comfortably on your head with little chance for slipping off. One size can fit all with this life hack. And done. Six. Done. That was a quick one. Really got down to brass tacks with that one. Speaking of... Shit, I haven't paid my quartet loans. Hang on a second. Sorry, I know this is unprofessional, but I just need to semaphore a message real quick. Sorry for not paying for brass. We'll get money to you on Monday. Whoops, sorry. Accidentally semaphored a pirate flag. Not my intention. I do not wish to board you. Fuck. Uh... Yeah. Okay. Okay. Everyone, calm down. This is a this is a good misunderstanding. Put down the bang flag from a Looney Tunes cartoon. This is not mean war. <sighs> no, I think our semaphore communication is working. Actually, I feel like everyone's run, everything's running smoothly. <sighs> well, other forms of communication have accidentally started wars before. I think we just need to get our acts together. And you know what? That starts with me. Don't you dare wave that white flag. We're not surrendering on bringing Semaphore into the mainstream the same way that I refuse to bail on my quartet. $200? I can't pay that. What kind of person loans out a quartet then ups the price? You know what? Bang flag to you too, sir. Sorry about that. Had to take a Semaphore. Speaking of taking something, firstly, have you taken your pills? Quick pill reminder. Secondly, (laughs) we're going to take a break. Well, Alex typing this is going to take a break, and I feel like given the inevitable tonal shift as I come back to type the second half, it is probably in our best interest to also instruct a break into the script. Structure a break into the script. But before we do, let's let this fucking meat puppet say something else in the spirit of spirit. Alex, what would you like to say to all of your fans out there? Just to repeat, I just think like it's interesting that they're using the numbers. Like, I'm not advocating for the numbers. I'm just saying like it's just like nobody else is really trying to adopt it. It's just like them. You know, I... <laughs> you should not have given me this time. Okay, fuck it, Al. It's like I learned nothing from letting you talk before. Cut to break. Cut it. Hello. My name is Alexander Krause, and when I'm not paying top dollar on brass, getting elective foot surgery, and storing bread humanely... I'm taking an ad break. Ad breaks are a time-honored tradition of radio shows, TV shows, and televised movies. They allow the audience to take a breath and not continue to get berated by the show's continuous bullshit. So for this ad break, we're going to do what you more than truly want and shut the fuck up for a second. Or more specifically, 10 seconds. That's right. The next 10 seconds will be completely silent. Nothing at all. Really, nothing. And when it hits eight seconds, I want you to fight the urge to take of your device paused or the feed cut out. Trust me, there's still a few seconds left and it's not that it broke at coincidentally the funniest moment. All right, staying strong for 10 seconds in 10, 9, 
eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, and go. <laughs> I turned off the recording for 10 seconds and the bird flew in and made my fucking eye. A fucking huge fucking bird went spotted like a fucking spider. Willy Red Wagtail bullshit. I think it might be venomous. <laughs> Let this be a warning to you all to never call for someone to stop talking on their own show unless they be pecked on a murder. Okay, hope you enjoyed the break. Refreshed, revived, re... I don't know. I don't know, read something, even written, I don't know, okay? What I hope for you, here it is, what I hope for you is that you are able to rest your body, that your body is now limp and your mind is receptive, because guess what? Those past five life hacks were the bottom five of this top ten, and we've now reached top ten territory. You are gonna, top, top ten, top five, uh, you're gonna need to bring your listening A game. Is perked, bottom of the ninth, focused, ready, receptive. But before we get to that, it wouldn't be this scripted episode without putting this version of Alex through some hoops. So please welcome the Philharmonic Choir! No, I kid, I kid. Hmm. No, I'm trying to think of something to do with that, but I'm not sure. I'm making like a drying implement next to a sink and racking my brain right now but it's all right because here's what we're really gonna do for your amusement alexander to the alex to the a is gonna say some words that google has deemed as unpronounceable yeah i spent my break working no extra pay i spent it procuring words to put this meat bag through they will say these words and you shall laugh at their pronouncements so say it i the creator of words god amongst you all ha. All right, here we go. Rural, like the juror, autorhinolarigologist gets a nod. Colonel, like the corn, penguin, like the publisher, sixth, like the synth, isthmus, it is. Anemone, like the corn, squirrely, good job, I'm... Squirrely, good job, I'm doing with these words. Choir, on a wire, workishter, workishter, worcestershire. Worcestershire, like the corn. What fun! Hopefully that is a fulfilled the mess with that. Hopefully that has fulfilled the mess with Alex Quota, and we can continue now with vigor and speed as we hit those top five. Toot toot toot! That's right, top five time! Top five time! At the back of the pack, is that a ring of fire? No, it's five golden rings. And surprisingly, golden rings are very much relevant for this life hack. Here's the situation. You've been married for years. And to signify this marriage, you bought and exchanged rings to place upon your fingers. And what's happened to that ring over time? It's covered in bullshit. It's covered in ointments and meat and cheese, fried and toasted. It has seen it all. And through thick and thin, you have kept this bad boy firmly on your finger signifying to the world that you are owned and your owner can afford a small amount of gold covered tin but guess what's happened smell wafting disgusting smell all encompassing the kind of smells that is people bailing on games of seven minutes in heaven early and without the relief you no longer are able to remain beholden to your vows to love and to hold no one wants to be held in your stinky fingers. Serve and protect. No one is intimidated by your smells. If anything, they feel bad for you. Amen. Bless you. So here's the life hack. Life hack time. Doot, doot, doot. 
invite your significant other to a bar. Take off the ring and start flirting with whatever sleazy piece of shit crosses your gaze. I'm talking Steve, I'm talking Mark, I'm talking all of Moon Knight's personalities. Get all over them and watch as your significant other watches in frustrated tension. Take them home with you and go to fucking town. Population 2. I'm talking make-out point. I'm talking backseat disco. I'm talking rumpus rooming. Does the smell bother you now, honey? Well, guess what? It's finally gone because I'm taking the ring off every once in a while in a manner that sexually excites you. Life hack over. Smell gone. Marriage saved. All this life hacking really ties a guy out. And what more reading from a script? Let me drink from some water. That's right. Before number four, I'm going to allow Alex his one and only sip. Listen closely as this dingus hydrates himself. (coughs) Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. You drink that water. You're a H2O. All right, back to it. Number four is near and dear to my heart and actually near and dear to all of our hearts because it's in fact related to the most human of meeting spaces. The hearts left atrium. Here's the problem that we all face. We love chatting, talking, texting, tweeting, discussions, but your words are getting misheard. Your messages unreciprocated, your tweets censored, your discussions. There has to be a batter way and... There is. It's called eating so much cake batter that your heart becomes engorged and your left atrium is large enough to actually be an entrance hall to which you can have discussions inside. Yeah, (laughs) that's the bitch. It's fucking crazy. But here's the thing. What's crazier? Cake-related heart enlargement or filter bubbles. These websites are tearing us apart. I can't even speak to my neighbors anymore without getting a pop-up ad, a DM request, a, 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 a bloody scam email. We're so glued to our phones that we can't even say what needs to be said. We're all staying in loveless relationships, incapable of pulling the plug because doing so would require proper articulation. But all I can say is emojis, cord, electricity, sad face. I'm pulling the plug on this tyranny because the only path forward the right path the just path is to chat in your left atrium i've done the math we can fit with enough cake batter eating on your part so in fact yeah i guess the only roadblock is you i've heard of a cockblock but a roadblock <laughs> how dare you life back over Woo. We are flying through these. There's only helping my life more and more as they go on. These hacks are making more sense and things are getting easier. I feel like even with these seven life hacks, you could live a fulfilling and rewarding life. I'm sure there are people out there that could turn this podcast off right now, head outside and start living their life at a 70% rate. But here's the thing. Why stop there? This podcast still has time to go. Alex is still typing. Alex is still reading. And... We've got our top three left to go. It's exciting. And in that excitement, I really want to celebrate. And celebrate we shall. Speaking of shells, oh boy, that's right. It's time for Alex to do some tongue twisters. But in the spirit of putting a challenge of all facets of my prowess, I'll also be coming up with these tongue twisters instead of sourcing them from the internet. So let me hit you with this one. Serpent sent Suvlaki to Sherman, who denied the Suvlakis due to a new plant-based diet. Serpent sent Suvlakis to Sherman. The man has a new diet who does not permit the consumption of meat. Sherman said 
No, Sherman, Sherman, no to Suvlaki. Corey committed cremation after calling Sherman. Sherman said no to Suvlaki and Corey committed cremation on themselves. Corey's in a little box. Little box for Corey. Little box for serpent Corey. Mother Mabel mourned Corey. Blaming Sherman, Mother Mabel blew up at funeral service, saying that Corey took away her boy. Priest upset. Priest upset. Mother Mabel threw baklava. At Corey for not pushing Sherman to break his sacred vow. Car ride home. Tense. Tense. Thrown pastry dish on Corey's shirt. Snake community in ruin over Suvlaki. And Corey's committed claymation. Jude Law Gattaca type shit. Alright, those were some good tongue twisters. Consider those tongues adequately twisted. You spin me right round, baby. Let's do it. I think we're ready. It is time for our top three. And first up, batter, batter. Weirdly, a lot of sporting references in this script. First up to the play, we have a problem that has been plaguing every person since they first went to pee. Yeah, we're bringing it up. I'm not scared. It's the age-old debate of leaving the seat up or down. Up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down. If this sounds like you, then boy, how have you been... You've been having quite the time. Arguing, yelling, sitting, standing, going to work. What a life. And in that life, the toilet has always been there. Regardless of the arguments you've gotten into, the toilet has always had your back through thick and thin, literally. This toilet has listened. And now it's time to put down the mallets, to settle down and to say thanks. So this Christmas, instead of arguing about the seat, we're going to say thanks. Yeah, yeah, this life hack is you accepting the argument and making amends with the toilet. Go down there, open your mouth and say the words, I appreciate you. Then take a seat and spend some time really getting to know each other. For it is not the status of the lid that defines us. It is the status of the lid that divides us. So say it he, so say it he, and I know what you're saying, Alex, you did not solve the problem. Well, guess what? If you think this is the real problem, then maybe look in a portal to Amsterdam. Yeah, there's people out there too, you know, trying to live their best life, but spending all their hard-earned money on Amsterdam merch. It's so hard growing up in the tourist capital of the world. You see those gift shops. Just because you live there doesn't mean you have those horse blinders on. You're walking down the street and you see shirts reading, This place ends my damn. Hats that read, I stirred up trouble in the Amdam. And throws that read, Ain't no drama when you're in Amsterdam. So think about that when you're complaining about your toilet problems. Up, down, up, down, up, down. Recognize that you're looking down on others going through things, not having to worry about the status of their toilet lids. Think. Feel. You might even learn something about a little person I'd like to introduce you to. Their name is your name. And the door's open. Life hack over. Moving on. And moving on with gusto and with excitement. Is that, electri- is that electricity in the air? Yeah, it might as well be because it's time to get amped up. We're pucking in for this one. It's the final two and you better secure yourself into the net because your corporeal self ain't going to be able to handle this. Get not your light bike and start zooming because the moment this hack hits your life, boy howdy, you'll be praying you were that ready player, Matrix. And that's exactly what I wanted to talk to you about. Look, we've had a lot of fun here today, making a list. A time-honored tradition ever since Santa made the very first list of names. Morgo, Grongu, Flanks. These are names we hold near and dear to our hearts. 
the names of the first people. Stainley, Glass Window, Mallet. But there comes a time in everyone's lives where we're called to go beyond. Jacoya, Kilnrata, Ventrivical Force. And that time is now. Because this next problem that needs hacking can't be solved by simple remedies. It can't be solved by simple elixirs. No doctor is going to come to your door, ignore the slathered goat's blood, ask permission to enter, bracket, vampire, and sell their wares of ointments. No, no! No, 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 because this problem is reality. It's of accepting who we are, cementing our feet and saying our names proudly. Trick meat, fish corn, winter jacket. You should never accept just one name. One name is a sign of weakness. It is a sign of someone so unmalleable that they'll never make branch manager, that they'll never have that corner office, that no one will be able to lift them on the big chair that's at some of those Jewish ceremonies. You want to be lifted. And I'm sorry, bud, but Joseph ain't gonna cut it. So pack up your dominoes, slide up out of your capsule hotel, and start making money the right way. The Hepsi Werner way. That's right. If you call right now, I'm willing to sell you a premium identity kit for one Hepsi Werner. They're a Canadian exchange student with a big mustache, facial tick, and due to being... P- due to being pinned by their own cow and shot with one of those metal bolt cow put-down guns, incapable of talking anything other than rhyme. Hepsi has lived quite the life, and as long as you're able to keep cool and fully commit to this character, a la Jared Leto, Jared Leto, <laughs> the rapid police checks aren't going to be a problem. Yes, this life hack is another's business venture, but let me add to that venture by saying that this is your ad venture of a lifetime. You are Hepsi Werner. You are proud and you don't have to accept a life that ain't given back what you want regardless of your hacking. Life hack over. Whoo! Am I glad to have snuck that out of it, man? Are you kidding me? Absolutely nailed the execution. Product integration perfectly. 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 And now we're here. Home plate. The bases are loaded. The field is mowed and well kept. Fans are hollering it is time to bring it home but before i do what would this episode be without one last fuck you to this complete sack of human shit this absolute meat unit dense is a fucking density machine i don't know i don't know what's dense stars you want me to say dense is a star that's a compliment everything truly dense is mystical and amazing i'm trying to insult the man and we went and made the most dense things in reality marvels of creation fuck off with that can't get a good metaphor to save my fucking life let alone a simile what i give for a good simile sorry i got distracted there let's expose the man to wild nonsense um fuck uh well i really hope they're coming with one crazy thing to round this all out but No, you know what? We've gone pretty far tonight. We've made Alex say some tongue twisters, unpronounceable words, fake phone calls, semaphore. Well, semaphore. How the fuck do we sneak that in there? Regardless, I think it's time to give Alex another chance. We gave him two so far, and by my estimation, they have both been two of the worst things I've ever heard a person utter. Hell, if it isn't clean enough, we'll have to beep it. Which is good, because... Me saying that means I can bleep bleep it if it isn't funny. Kind of saves my ass if this piece of shit fucks it sideways. But they aren't going to fuck this up. This is it, Alex. Your chance to really express yourself. To truly get across who you are free of this corporate agenda world. To take off your tie, unbutton your shirt, stand looking at your reflection in the mirror while drinking a warm beer and let it all hang out. Because here we go. I present to you all for the last time this evening. Unfiltered unrestricted, unshunned, 
Alexander Krauss. I'm not siding with the Nazis. I want to make that very clear. What I'm trying to say is... Because here's the thing. I start saying Nazi stuff and then I get cut off while I'm talking about it. It makes it seem like I'm like pro. But what I'm really trying to say is like the numbers... Like we, like, I don't know. I Like, I don't know. It's hard. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> okay. We gave the man a chance. I mean, we had to let him, you know, we had to give him a chance, but that's, and I can't believe this has lined up so well, but that's three strikes, bud. And you know what that means? You're out of here. Crack it about. No more chances. We're going to bring this home. Scripted. Red. So without further ado, let us provide the last life hack of this episode. Number one. Yes, it is correct to applaud. And I've talked about a lot of tonight. Stale bread, off milk, feet or something, toilets, some other stuff. And now it's time to bring it all together, to condense this knowledge all up and provide the ultimate life hack. A hack that transcends life, that transcends reality, that transcends what it means to be human. And with this, we must look back on where we've come from. To that wide-eyed boy stand outside of that millinery, sucking anyone off for a dollar, just for a chance to touch a trilby, bracket, funniest hat name, by the way. That's right. We're gonna back, we're gonna go back to where it all began. Let's sort out this bread thing once and for all. I know, I know, you might be saying, Alex, look, you've already covered this. There is a solution, but here's the thing. It never sat right with me. If bread boxes have existed for so long and no one's using them, then there must be something wrong with the box. Did it get sevened? Perhaps. I don't know. So here's the plan. We need a new way of dealing with the stale-ass bread. Boxes? No. Tie? No. Dr. Square plastic thing? Fuck off, actually. Because what does every life hack really have? That's right. Let's cut up some stockings. We're cutting up stockings and bread's going in there. I don't give a shit is the thing. Like, if it has holes, that's fine. It's like the chicken in the twine. I don't give a shit. You need to get stockings in there somewhere. It's a life hack staple. Wait. Hang on. I'll be honest here. I don't have anything and I just jumped at whatever came to mind. But just now, it came to me. Staples. Stockings are a life hack staple. Staples. Bread, staples, stapled bread, shield, sealed, shut with staples, metal in a tube, shot out like a bullet, hole punch without the holes. I punched my hole and all I got was this lousy staple. We staple the bread close. We slice the bread, cut it into a Pringle can and staple the end shut. Why has nobody thought of this? Why? It's too good an idea. Too simple. Someone must have thought of this. They must have. And if they did and didn't implement it, then they foresaw it. Convenience. If everyone's life was this hacked, then they would be productive. Too productive. It's a double-edged sword. Or the next Da Vinci's eat their fresh bread unburdened. So do the next Hitler's and Banksy's. Bracket derivative. This is Silicon Valley. This is... I, I I can't release this episode. Everyone will know. They'll know the truth. Life will become too convenient. Convenience at a cost. 
But if I don't release the episode, then what has this all been for? Who am I if I'm the guy who came up with this wonderful fucking idea then sits on it, squandering my shark tank opportunity, sitting on the sidelines like a fucking pleb? I might as well be shallowly buried, thrown in a hole. <gasps> hey, Hank, it's me. Yes, a- Alex, am I not in your phone? Well, you live an expansive life. Listen, Hank, I... I need to make a big decision here, and I'm not sure what to do. What would you do if you could have it all in the big city, but that city is run by fascists and covered in tacky street art? Would you take the money and run? Alternatively, you can do nothing, Hank, and in that reality, you just keep doing what you're doing, pretending not to have done something amazing and cool and interesting, and just offhandedly giving a knowing smile to career counsellors when they ask what you've done with your life then sharing the story with your granddaughter as they hold your hand and feel the life leave you in the hospital. Which one, Hank? There is only two very clear options. It's a fucking dichotomy. It's so clear. No, you're right, Hank. I'll prepare the flags. (laughs) Hello, world. I am here to announce that I, Alexander Krauss, will be releasing this episode. And let it be known that it's not because I want the attention and acclaim. I consulted my good friend Hank about this, and they said I should just say I'm doing it in the pursuit of knowledge. That's what all the people who made nukes said, and I'm sure they're resting comfortably in heaven. So here we go. Put your bread in a Pringles can and staple the end. It will remain fresh and can be resealed through the requirement of a new staple. This could be continued ad infinitum or until office works has a shortage. But heed this warning. It is the most stapled that falls the fastest, for staples have weight, and weight equals an increase in speed when multiplied by acceleration. Or, wait, hang on. I'm remembering that that's maybe not how gravity works. It's something... How, how, maybe that's how it works in video games, though. So heed this warning with the very least video game logic. I wish you all luck in the next coming months as we transition to our new breakfast arrangements, and I hope to see most of you on the other side of this. For those to which I do not say, I have only this to say. Corey committed cremation. Tiny little box for serpent. Mother Mabel talked to Corey about incident at park. Long combos. Kids swinging. Mother Mabel walked Corey to a bridge. Feeding ducks. Sent Sivlaki's tisk tisk tisk. Mother Mabel sent you to hell. Push. Big push off bridge. Doves flying everywhere. Doves being spooked by attempted and unsuccessful murder. Doves will have to live with this for the rest of their lives. Unable to talk to authorities. Witness interrogation room. Big fucking dove. Sergeant not understanding a word. Lost in translation. Bird back at nest riddled with secrets. Life hard for sneaky birds. Must live with guilt. Live with guilt. Bird therapist too expensive. Must pay in corn. Corn. Bird therapist only accepts corn. Corn. All right, that's it. Life hacks over, you idiots. Hope you got everything you're looking for, because boy, let me tell you, those dogs are barking. Woof, woof. And by dogs, I mean my fingers. And by barking, I mean hand cramps. Fuck. Oh, fuck. Like, seriously, not a good spot to be in right now. It's currently 2.04 a.m. as I'm writing this, and I'm in real pain. This is real and emotional and you should care about my blight. Future Alex better be doing a good job of delivering on my struggles. If they're doing a fucking monotone reading of this, I'm going to be pissed. Pissed. But yeah, I think we got through it all. And really, what more could you ask for? I mean, I did the thing. That's like it. 
Nothing else has to it. I do it. Done. Finita. Complete. So I suppose all that's left to do is for you to hold up your end of the deal. I've done the episode, so start liking, start favoriting, start subscribing. Do all of the things you do at the end of anything else, but for this. This week, you're going to share this episode with Penguin Publishing. Yeah, yeah, you are. Because you know what? I actually had a lot happening today, and I managed to write this entire nearly 8,000-word document, and it's honestly really inspired me. I think I'm going to do it. I'm going to write my novel. I'm going to hunker down and put pen to paper. I really am. And so, I want to share this with Penguin Publishers and say... You're going down. Yeah, I don't need your help. They're going down. I'm writing 8,000 words in one night. You're going to be minced fucking bread once I'm done with you. Fuck, I could actually go for some bread. Yeah, buttered. Fuck yeah, that's the stuff. All right, let's not drag this out. I wish you all a merry April. I wrote this thing in April, so if you're running around this is struggling so much and saying this nonsense, it's because they have some distance from it, okay? Is that all right with you? Jesus. Okay, but seriously, let's let's end this thing. I can't help myself. I'm trying to find like a big moment to end on, but I really got to go. It's really fucking late. Bye for now. And as always, play the song. Um, hi, can I get a big tall boy? 